whenever my world falls apart I never lose hope or lose heart Whatever the form of the storm that may brew Not with you to lean on, darlings, you Hello and welcome to The Original Cast, a podcast about original cast albums and the people who love them. I'm Patrick Flynn, playwright, filmmaker, and professor of communications at American University. Next week, my interview with actor Eric Messner will drop, and we'll discuss The Who's Tommy. During that conversation, we got into an extended tangent about MTV in the 90s. The Who's Tommy was advertised extensively on MTV, so that's how we got on the topic. But we quickly drifted off into discussions about original programming and the glory days of when MTV played videos. We also kind of debunk that phrase in general. So enjoy this excise portion from our conversation, and next week we'll have the full interview with Eric about the Who's Tommy. But in the meantime, we join the conversation already in progress. Theater seemed like a logical progression from the elementary education, but also, like, I sort of had, like, silent aspirations of sketch comedy Mm -hmm. and stand-up comedy, because, like, again, MTV, my source for all things cultural. Are we about to talk about the state? We can talk about the state, but MTV, for the longest time, had a show called MTV's Half Hour Comedy Hour. It's, oh my it, gosh, I remember that. You remember that? And it was like all the guy, like it was all, like Bill Hicks was on there, and like Bill Hicks was on there and had like the smallest like amount of time on there, but they had like all these unknown comics. Like I remember David Spade on there. Like I think Mark Marin was on there too. Sure, like, I mean he was all they had, over. Like, Everybody that was doing stand-up in, like, New York at that time ended up on there wow. at some point. Like, it was hosted by Mario Joyner. My, my MTV comedy, formative comedy experience is a little later. That's funny that you mentioned Half Hour Comedy Hour because yeah. I – that is, like, we got cable when I was 12, which was right around – which is 92. Okay. And so I came in right – I think that was probably – Going on the down, it was also late, wasn't that late at night? Like, wasn't that a later? It, it would show like it was one of those things that would like I guess the new ones would come out late at night, and, right? But then like like around seven thirty or they'd something. They rerun them. Yeah, yeah. I because I I had to sneak MTV for not for like for the first six months we had cable. Wow. I had to sneak MTV, and then my parents just realized it was fine. Like there wasn't anything yeah, yeah. on it. Yeah. It's... Um. But the shows I remember that MTV period for that were not music related mm-hmm. were the John Stewart Show. Which I thought was absolutely brilliant, and I still do. And the state; those were the The two shows that I watched whenever they were on, if I could find them. And I remember the state is one of the few shows I remember watching with my dad, and or maybe it wasn't my dad. With I remember watching with an older person who also liked comedy, and Mm -hmm. it being a split where I thought this was hilarious, and they thought it was the dumbest thing they'd ever seen in their life, specifically. The the chicken chicken sandwich. Chicken sandwich, Carl. What are you deaf? I am so sorry, sir. Do you want fries with this? I I just don't want you to pick on that poor guy anymore. Oh, poor little Carl. With the puppy dog eyes. We wouldn't want him to do his job. Sketch. I remember thinking oh. that was the funniest thing ever. Yeah. And somebody being like, they're just yelling. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, but it's, it's how yeah. they're yelling. Yeah, yeah. Like, you don't quite, I mean, just that and the monk going down to the zoo and watch the monkeys do it. Hey, I know. Let's go to the zoo and watch the monkeys do it. Yeah! Which was huge for us in high school. We used to say that yeah, yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, that was the the monkeys. He's, he's snobbing in a bang and a boom. boom. <laughs> yeah, ma. 
We was going to watch the monkeys do it. How you? Got dirty minds. Don't talk like that. The monkeys, they not do it. Eh? They make love. <laughs> they look into each other's eyes. They touch the hands. No, it's a bing a bang a boom. Capish? Capish, ma. All right. So, Tony, get my video camera. Joe, get my car. Let's go to the zoo. Watch the monkeys make a money. The more I talk about it, MTV was a huge influence on me. Gateway. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, and as we say, they were talking about Tommy a lot. Yeah. And that's a really funny. Because it's, I mean, it is a one to one, obviously, mm -hmm. that they, they talk about, would talk to Pete Townsend about the new musical oh, of course, he's yeah. producing. Um, and I remember they'd show not music videos from it necessarily. Maybe they did mm. have a music video for it. I feel like I've seen something yeah. on there. Like, you know, you get like the clips because when you'd get the news. Right. I don't even know. What they run on, if they ever run like music news or anything like that. Probably on MTV? Yeah. I, I have no idea. Mm -hmm. I have to say, I haven't watched. <laughs> I mean, it was, when I was in college, that was our, it was our radio. I mean, the TV yeah. was just on MTV yeah. all day. Sure. Unless there was something else, like you turned it off MTV to watch something, but then you turned it back to MTV before you turned it off again. Like MTV was just our channel. I mean, the number of episodes, and we'd flip over to VH1 in college to watch Behind the Music. But other than that, oh, of course. Like, it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But things like, I mean, Nirvana's Unplugged and, and all these, these were, you know, must-see right. TV for people. Right. You know, Unplugged was must was was my version of must-see TV, which was tough in a house with one television when you're like, yeah. no, like, I remember when, REM's going to be on, we're going to watch it. I remember when MTV started. Really? Like, like, we, for some reason, I was like one of the first people I knew to have, like, that channel. Hmm. Was, I think it was like Channel 5 now, or something. Now, was cable like... really popular where you were? Because there's a lot of – I grew. I mean, I grew up in Wilmington, Delaware, which isn't like New York, but it is a city. Yeah. And people kind of had cable in a trickle way because you got really good over-the-air reception because we were so close to Philadelphia. And we could also get Baltimore channels. My dad yeah. had a little thing where you could rotate the antenna on the top of our house and we could get Baltimore channels. Not to brag. Wow. Got some good March Brothers movies on Baltimore PBS. Oh. Um, but I, from what I understand – being something of a scholar of media, sure. that cable was much more popular in places like where you grew up because there weren't as many over-the-air broadcasts. So was there? Did most kids have cable, or was I it... don't? I don't remember. I do know that like you would see satellite dishes, okay, regularly yeah. in areas, you know. And I, I seem to feel like that's sort of a more rural kind of thing. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, because they'd like... have to lay the cable, but you could yeah. just get the satellite dish. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Um, but yeah, yeah, I remember those like, were huge. But I remember holding up a tape recorder to like record. Songs oh God in heaven, yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I used to do that. Yeah, mm -hmm. which was you know when we were uh, <laughs> back before I you know grew up and like moved into my two TV house. <laughs> um, but like recording off the TV at night was a problem because you know. Oh I yeah, had, I had a mom and dad and a brother and asleep. sister that didn't mm -hmm. want to watch MTV. Right. Didn't so, want to watch Headbangers yeah, Ball at, during. Uh, oh, that was this was before Headbangers Ball. Oh, when so you do, there was like only a, so a smattering of music videos. Tiny, tiny, right? <laughs> and then and therefore, only a smattering of DJ, of VJs to yeah. uh, to. I always wonder how much the VJs were actually yeah. jockeying. 
Right. Because right, like right. a disc jockey, I know disc jockeys don't program their own shows right. most of the time, but I'm sure they at least, you know, yeah. there seems to be then like a VJ who's really just a, a talking head. Right. For the most part. Every once in a while. And every, well, like, I guess in the beginning it was more. You know, that's probably like true. It, that's but, probably true. Yeah. You know, but then they are... would like host certain segments for right. bits of time. But uh, yeah, it's funny you bring that up because I could swear and I couldn't find anything on it. But somebody involved in this musical was working at MTV. I'm not sure as a VJ or or what, hmm. but I feel I'm certain that I heard that somewhere. And that whoever what whoever it was got into the musical and then oh, left you're MTV to do that before to do, oh, before this came out oh, and then auditioned and then I got see. the part and then left MTV. You know, now that you say that, I believe I read that when I was doing research for this, and I'm gonna go ahead and Google. So, you are correct. Um, right. The man's name is Steve Isaacs. And Steve Steve Isaacs was a VJ for two years and then um, was offered the role of Tommy in the touring company. Okay. And left to MTV to go do that. And which means he is probably the guy I saw. Okay. He... uh... (laughs) <laughs> I'm reading his website here. MTV was an amazing experience because back then MTV actually played music. Parentheses. Contain your shock. Close parentheses. <laughs> it's yeah. such an old joke, but it's I absolutely, know. it's true. It's, yeah. But there's no money in music videos the way there was. There's mu- yeah. there's money in original programming. No. And I mean, you and know. And that's what they're going to, you can find. They, they were getting away from it. I mean, even before the internet. Really? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, when we, so. I mean, the real world started in '93. I mean, the real world, the first real world. I remember that. Something one. like that. And New York and New then, York. Yeah. San Francisco is my real world. That's the one I watched. Really? With, with Puck and, uh, and Puck and Pedro. Pedro and, and all those people. Oh, the cartoon. I've read like the the cartoonist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. Uh, that was the one. That was the only I've seen other real worlds sporadically. The Hawaiian yeah. one was on when I was in college, but. Um, the San Francisco one is the only one that I've seen yeah. every episode of. And I think that's Real World 3 because I think it was New York, then L.A., and then San Francisco. I could be wrong about that, though. San Francisco, yeah. Like, I think I watched the first three. Mm-hmm. And then I watched, like, the first, like, two or three Road Rules. I never watched Road Rules. Oh, it was basically the same thing. Right, just in a... <laughs> just I in have watched RV. several episodes of the Real World Road Rules Challenge, which remains, like... The most difficult title of any show to say ever. Yeah. I'm right. San Francisco is real world three. New okay. York, 92. Los Angeles, 93. And San Francisco, 94. London, 95. Oh, I watched London, and too. And Miami, Boston, Seattle, Honolulu. And Honolulu and was some the of last Miami, one I watched. Because Road Rules, like, two, season two, mm-hmm. went to the house in Miami and, like, uh, stole, like, a, a pool ball. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> Because that was on MTV News. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> God, I watched a lot of MTV. A shocking amount, I'm going to mm. say, for especially for a kid who was pretty much like not allowed to watch it. Like, right. Ostensibly. I, it was certainly frowned upon. Um, I think I was – I think I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Wayne's World is the reason I was allowed to watch MTV. Because when the movie came out – Okay. Mike Myers and Garth uh, – I almost called him Garth Brooks. Mike Myers <laughs> and Dana Carvey yes. as Wayne and Garth. Um, Garth Algar went on um, 
MTV and were did their public access show, but introduced videos. And there yes. was like there were like five or six specials they did, mm-hmm. and then like a huge video countdown. Right. I remember like Halloween night for some reason. I, yeah, I yeah, seem to yeah, remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I think was because my dad loved Wayne's World. We went to see yeah. Wayne's World in theater, and my dad thought it was the best oh, movie. So he and, quoted that movie up and down to the annoyance of several friends. Right. Well, yeah. that's what it's for, though. Like, yeah, that oh, movie totally, is just, totally. just the, and that was the movie that my dad then went out. I remember and bought. Um, Queen albums like they were going out of style like really started but and then of course Freddie Mercury died like right before right after that movie so it was it was we became a he and I together were just like Queen fans from then on out I had I was introduced to Queen this is interesting I was in Boy Scouts (laughs) all the best stories start that way yeah yeah I was introduced to Queen via the Boy Scouts of America which is I like think, official sanction. Uh, it was this just week like scouts were learning about Queen. Listening to it all the time, and like I knew like some of the songs because you just heard them. Like another one bites the dust. Right. We will rock um, you. We will rock you. But particularly, no Flash. Especially, and we can we can argue about the bits of dialogue in it too that are terrible. What do you mean, Flash Gordon approach? Oh, it's like fire! Oh, weapons! We could do this all day. We could, and we shouldn't. Yeah. Um, but the the thing of it is, that to me, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. However. That's more like a sampling yeah. to me. That yeah. the way they put it in that song is a lot more like when you hear dialogues like house music, when you yeah. hear the system is down. Like when you hear that over and over again. Yeah, yeah. Instead of what happens in Tommy, which is actual scenes yeah. of dialogue, um, with music underneath. Yeah. So I still remember that happening in videos sometimes where like songs that were in movies. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Which like wouldn't they... happen on the recording, but yeah. we used to drive me nuts. In the same way, because I would, mm-hmm. all connects back together, record those off of the television, and then it would be like end of the road with this huge dialogue scene from, what was that in, Boomerang? What was the name of the movie that end of the road was in? Um, I don't know. It's not important. The, uh, <laughs> Look it up. I'm looking it up. I, yeah, I got the magic thing. We got time. I got the magic thinking box. <laughs> um, uh, it, it, but I remember, I think it was Boomerang. I'm going to go up before I Google it. Okay. I'm going to say it was Boomerang. Boys to End of the Road, a song recorded by the American R&B group. The Boomerang soundtrack! Well done. Well done. Yeah. I know things that aren't important. Uh, (laughs) But I remember that for a couple, and it wasn't just just that. There were a couple of, one of the, there was some song that had like a scene. There were a lot of songs that have videos that started with a dialogue scene that would then... And then end with a dialogue that. scene. I, that was like, like a thing. I doggy style, Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style was one. I can't for the life of me name many, but like I remember like Can't Buy Me Love was like mm-hmm. had part of the movie in yep. the beginning and the end. Yep. Yeah. There were always like it was funny to see there were certain because certain movie music videos that were like end of the road mm-hmm. would incorporate the movie into the video a little bit. Yeah, and then yeah. there were some that would have two versions of the video where it was like the video and then there was the video with scenes from the movie just edited randomly in to it. And and even more than that, like sometimes you would get the UK version of a video. Yeah. It, like because there was I remember this specifically with uh, George Harrison's I Got My Mind Set on You. Time, whole lot of precious time. 
the room where everything started moving, and right. then he got up out of the chair, and then and somebody then, else was dancing right. that looked like him. Right. But then there was another version where it was a guy and a girl in, like, an arcade, and he was, like, using, like, the crane machine to try and win her a prize. And at the end of it, oh, like, wow. he eventually gets the thing out and, like, brings it over to her. And they're, like, You're putting me to shame a little bit, because as, uh, a, as a Beatles fan, I have to say, I thought I knew all that sort of thing, and that, that's know, news to me. I'm going to uh, look that up. That's interesting. Occasionally... Mm. Look at the, well, the, the only reason I remember it is because me and my cousin got into a big argument over which what? video was better. And I was younger, <laughs> and I liked the one where everything moved. And That's the better video. Yeah. That yeah. really is. It's not a great song. No, it's not. Mega hit. I Again, know. I mean, like, that song was everywhere. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of songs I knew, uh, because I was kind of pop culture illiterate, mm-hmm. I actually knew the Weird Al parody before I knew... Uh, the song. Uh, the song is just six <laughs> words long, which <laughs> is still one of my favorite Weird Al songs. Yeah, the, yeah this song is just six words long. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even, you know, honestly, I didn't even know he did a parody of you that. You didn't know about no, the song is just six words that. long? Uh-uh. You really It's one of it. It's on the oh, even worse album, and it's uh, it's one of it's one of his best. <laughs> oh, it's the best. Oh, Weird Al's the best, and much like Pete Townsend, they're both the they're best. both people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're both people still alive. The original cast was recorded at the Media Production Center at American University. Special thanks to Jeffrey Madison, Tom Fish, Imani Mular, and the tireless staff of students who man the front desk. Follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook at OriginalCastPod. You can follow me, Patrick Flynn, on Twitter at UnknownPenguin. If you're in the D.C. area, my 10-minute play The Ferberizing of Coral is part of the 2016's D.C. Source Festival for their Secrets and Sound block. For tickets and performance information, visit SourceFestival.org. You can email us at OriginalCastPod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Subscribe to the Original Cast on iTunes, and while you're there, please leave us a comment and a rating so other people can find the show. My thanks to Eric Messer for coming down and talking to me. I'm Patrick Flynn, and I can't. I have rehearsal. I've got you to lean on. We've got you.